welcome to this podcast in a series developed by the Nebraska Juvenile Justice Association. NJJA is a 501c3 not-for-profit public benefit association. The mission of NJJA is to improve services to youth in the juvenile justice system by serving as a resource for collaboration, leadership development, and education for juvenile justice system professionals and interested stakeholders. Our efforts are greatly enhanced with the generous support of the Sherwood Foundation. Please visit our website at njja.org to see a list of upcoming podcasts, as well as the opportunity to revisit those podcasts previously recorded. We welcome your thoughts as to, to potential podcast topics and interest. Welcome to the Juvenile Justice in Nebraska podcast, produced by the Nebraska Juvenile Justice Association. Okay, we're live. All right. I'm here with Wanda. Wanda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're 2023 NJJA conference. Is it your first one? No, I've been probably the past five. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll keep coming back, so that's good. Yes, I love this conference. Awesome. So, Wanda, why don't you tell everybody that's listening, um, the millions around the world, um, who you are, what you do, who you represent? Uh, well, my name is Wanda Fedorczyk. I'm with Buffalo County Community Partners. So my role now um, in my work life is mm-hmm. that I'm a prevention coordinator, so oh, substance abuse prevention. Um, we do have a youth advisory board that I have a hand in. That's mm-hmm. not my primary, but I do have sure. some interaction with the youth there. Um, and then I also am a CASA volunteer. Oh, so nice. The other piece nice. Of love CASA. I love this conference. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, we, I mean, it's an exciting conference this year. I mean, I thought Angie did a great job opening it up this morning. Her story is fantastic. Um, did you just sit through a session, a, a breakout session? Yes. I was in the suicide prevention session. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who led that one? Oh, goodness. That's okay. Oh, that's okay. Jennifer, I something I don't know. Really. Jennifer, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's good enough for me. So are you looking forward to anything in particular? Or are you, are you going to just continue to kind of see what catches your eye and go to those sessions? Or what are you thinking? I think I'll probably do the one this afternoon with um, the keynote from this morning, Trauma trauma Lens. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that one looks with interesting. With Angie, yeah. She's yes, a, she's, yes. I mean, she did a great job speaking, obviously, but she's even a great, better person. I've, I've had a chance to meet with her, awesome. uh, meet her and just talk with her, and, and uh, she's super, super cool. Yeah, and I'm really excited for Tony Hoffman tomorrow. Uh, so, so did you listen to our podcast with Tony? Um, no, I don't so, think so, but I saw him in at UNK last spring. Okay, yeah, so and he was just here for um, Houses of Hope, uh, which is in Lincoln. Uh, they had their, I think, annual gala type of thing, and, and he spoke there. Um, but yeah, so NJJA had a podcast with Tony. Um, it's been about, I don't know, maybe two months ago. Uh, super fascinating dude. Yeah. I mean, really interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought the podcast went well. Check it out if you ever, if you want to. Um, but I'm sure you'll hear a lot of the same things tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. Yes. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, you know, I, it, it's great to have you on because I don't know how much time you have, Wanda, but <laughs> um, I'm going to keep going anyway. Because, uh, you know, one thing that NJJA is really trying to do right now is, is, not focus obviously on Lincoln and Omaha because it happens and and unfortunately it just does. Um, so we're really trying to put you know our our we're trying to reach the 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 western side of Nebraska um, as well as as you know the eastern side of Nebraska. So um, you know what if you ever need anything, you have questions, you ever want to um, let us know what you're doing, please reach out because we really are trying to to, to you know to to get that reach um, to western Nebraska. Awesome, that's yeah. good to know. Anything else that you want people to know about? You know, you're about CASA or, or who you serve or, um, well, or maybe how to get in touch with you if, if they have a young person in, in the Kearney area. 
Yeah, another side besides substance abuse prevention that I do at Buffalo County Community Partners is I'm uh, a central navigator for mm. our collaborative. So mm-hmm. I also help coordinate resources and services for folks. So if they come to the Kearney area and they're working with people out in the community to find resources, you know, for rent assistance, um, basic needs, um, sometimes that person that they're working with, that the agency will reach out to us and say, we're seeing there's more needs here. You know, maybe they're seeing there's mental health concerns Mm or other things. So um, then I try to help, you know, find some uh, coordinate some services for them from behind the scenes. So I'm not a direct service worker, but I'm helping to, you know, figure out what's, what's out there to help connect those families with. And so we went through the, um, the resource tables here and I Mm. picked up a bunch of, Pamphlets and brochures. Sure, sure. There's lots of great services. Yeah, so I actually used to work at Cedars, which is which is a, a awesome. vendor there. I was there for 18 years, yeah. um, and just recently uh, left. But um, yeah, I mean the vendors here are fantastic. They yes. they return it year after year, which is awesome to see. Um, but you know, I also want to say thank you uh, for for doing everything you do um, for for the young people in Buffalo County. Um, we need more people like you, um, and and we're really really lucky to have. Um, you know, the program that you have and, and CASA as well. Um, I don't know who your friend is just staring at us over there, but she didn't want to get on. Yeah. Um, well, last question. Did you know Josh? Do you yes. know Josh? Yeah, I Josh wa- is fantastic. I worked with Josh yeah. for five or six years. Mm-hmm. And before that, he interned where I worked previously. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, awesome. we're so happy he's on the board. And I think he's going to bring, um, you know, just a different different perspective on things. And he's just, he's so creative, um, you know. And and we were lucky enough to grab him and, and get him on. And, and this year he took over the, uh, along with um, another board member, uh, the Youth Day, which I'm super excited about. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yes, he did a wonderful job with the Youth, youth Advisory Board. and. Mm-hmm. He brings that expertise to this board, and yeah. I think it'll be great, too. Perfect. Well, I'll tell you what. I think it's snack time. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> go grab a snack and enjoy the rest of the conference. Sounds great. Thank right. you. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. We are here with Trooper Keith Bell. Uh, I'm Josh Arias with the NJJA board. Um, I have Keith here. Introduce himself a little bit. Say a little bit about himself. All so, right. uh, well, Good morning. My name is Keith Bell, State Trooper in the Brass State Patrol. Uh, currently signed to the traffic division in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, also do uh, assistance with the community services program. Uh, been coming to the NJJ conference for several years. Uh, actually, today is my anniversary date, uh, May 4th, 2012. I was blessed to receive the Evelyn E. Labodi Award uh, from the conference. And then a year later, uh, I was uh, asked to be on the board. And so I served up until last year. And then uh, this year, I'm just kind of coming back as a vendor and and giving some presentations and working with, and working with some kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So my first question for you is, uh, what has been your favorite part of this conference? And you could say maybe from um, this year, or you know, if you if you want to share something about the previous years. But what's your favorite part of this conference? Well, this year is special because I'm coming back uh, as not a, as a non-board member, but. Uh, just coming back and reconnecting and seeing friends and people I served with on the board and uh, haven't seen in over a year maybe. And so that and then, you know, also have an opportunity to uh, converse with some of the youth uh, today. And um, so also um, over the years past is just doing the work to uh, connect with young people, uh, collaborate with uh, allied uh, organizations throughout the community. You know, like I had the opportunity to step in and uh, listen to U-Turn earlier. And that's an organization out of Omaha that I'm familiar with. And they're doing great things there in Omaha to uh, alleviate uh, youth violence in schools. 
And so, and you know, just connecting with other um, entities that are into juvenile justice as far as helping kids, you know, uh, change their change their trajectory of their future. Nice man. Yeah, this is a uh, this is my first year on the board, NJJA yeah. board, and it's my first just a baby. Just my my first year as a, as a board member, and it's it's just been awesome to help um, you know get youth here. So yeah. that's been yeah. great. Um, my second question was. What do you hope to see um, at this conference in the future? You know, um, I would like to see more law enforcement attend. Um, that was something on the board that I I, I I tried my best to get. It's just sometimes the timing because the law enforcement piece would be more um, for like school resource officers and other officers that kind of fill the position that I filled when it comes down to like you know community or community connection or and youth connection. Uh, so uh, I, I, we may need to, I would encourage maybe looking at a different time so that, you know, when school is out, uh, law enforcement officers can attend. But I know we're competing with a lot of different entities, but, um, you know, especially right now, like I had the opportunity to converse with a couple of youth that came in. And um, first thing, one young lady said is you're scary. Well, first of all, I'm 6'4", I'm like three over, over three pounds. And, uh, <laughs> So that, that I get that, but then I know that there is a lot of uh, trepidation with with young people that have uh, dealt with law enforcement or uh, uh, trauma, trauma, you know, from trauma in their families. Um, and I know we don't really like to use the word at risk youth or whatnot, but um, you know, youth that have, have you know system involved. I think that's the, the most correct term. So system involved kids, and so you know there's some trauma there, and so I think that this conference has uh, the template that will assist the community and us as well as law enforcement officers to be able to connect with young people, and um, so I would like to see more young, uh, more law enforcement involved at different levels, whether it be especially local law enforcement, you know, PD level, the sheriff's department level, and also state patrol more. Oh yeah, man. I, I've I've shared with some people that um, I think youth um, they have like a bad view sometimes of like law enforcement, um, and I think if you, they start building those relationships, I think they start building the trust with law enforcement because a lot of the times they see stuff on like social media or or just overall media that it, it kind of puts like law enforcement as the bad guys. Mm -hmm. But um, it's cool to meet people like you know if you come to a conference, you're you're maybe not. You, you you could be in your street clothes or something and yeah. and and shake their hand and 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 it's like oh they're they're a person you know right right so right I think that'd be that'd be big man that'd be awesome yeah um I'm trying to think you know and also too like well a lot of a lot of times you when you you see you know like I said a system involved kid they're not allowed or they're not in a position to do some of the things that uh, or take advantage of some of the positive things that law enforcement is offering. So I know I for a long time I coached I coached football basketball, uh, baseball and um, and the the kids that are able to do that especially at some of the more competitive levels sometimes um, kids that are system involved they don't have the resources to be involved in that and so um, you know I know we have some some other uh, ventures in Omaha uh, with Pace. Uh, uh, they 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 go out in the communities to help. I know that they're going through a rough time right now with some of the issues that's been in the news. But Pace is still a good program, and it does they do help children. And um, 
And so uh, there's other avenues as well. But I think that a lot of these kids don't get to see that. They don't get to see the dad part. They don't, you know, they don't get to see the coach part. They don't get to see that. They, they just see the one part where, you know, this this person in uniform came in and arrested my mom or took me to a CPS uh, 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 person or whatnot. So they uh, they don't get to see the human part a lot of times. Um, I was talking to a gentleman earlier. We were talking about how he assisted someone that was in uh, in crisis, and pretty much talked him off for the for lack of a you know, legitimately talked him off the ledge. You know, he was in Lincoln, and um, and he's talked about how police were allowed him the space to be able to continue their relationship with the guy because the guy was like, "I'm not talking to the police," so they backed off and allowed him to continue to converse with this guy, and he ended up uh, saving his life that day. You know? Oh wow. And so uh, that was a wonderful story to hear. And he said that I really appreciate the fact that law enforcement allowed him to do that. And uh, he said normally that, you know, law enforcement, they just come up, they cuff the guy, they take him. You know, he said that causes more trauma. And so there was two things I got out of that. Number one, police did the right thing there by allowing this to develop. And, you know, again, the right thing came out, the right outcome. This man was saved. He wasn't really committing a crime other than maybe say disturbing a piece or something like that, which is our catch-all. But moreover, some people don't understand the position that law enforcement is in. You know, we get in in that situation. Like we have to be, uh, we're we're, we're kind of tied because number one, we have the liability. Because if he does end up ending his life, and we don't uh, uh, secure him. Uh, individuals are going to be like, well, why didn't law enforcement do something? Why didn't they cuff them? You know, right. so we're, and then if we are a little bit too too aggressive, uh, well, they were so heavy handed and they just cuffed yeah, them, yeah. you know, so either to cuff or not cuff, <laughs> that is the question. And so, and I'm not trying to throw a pity party for law enforcement, but I want people to have a clear view of what it's like to make a decision like that. And most of the time, law enforcement are going to make decisions off of our training. And our training says that we must secure the person. We must put people in a position to where they are going to be safe and sometimes and make sure that we're safe and other people are safe. And unfortunately, sometimes that's handcuffs and taking them through a system and then helping them, help letting the system kind of find them resources. But as, as, as we evolve, we're finding new ways and resources to deal with the public and uh, especially public in crisis and not necessarily criminalizing um, mental health. Um, uh, and what that looks like, I'm still in, I'm still learning from that myself, and I'm not at the position really, uh, nor have the uh, um, expertise to really speak definitively on it. But I know that it's evolving, and each agency is working. But we still have a lot to do. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think as the public, I think we need, um, we need to hear more about the all the positive things that law enforcement is doing and the growth because I feel like. Um, we're so quick to just point fingers when something bad happens, but we never um, highlight the great things that they're learning. I've had great experiences with law enforcement. They've, they've helped me. They've helped my family. They've helped my, my uncle. He, he struggles a little bit, you know, but they've always been so nice. And it's like um, we need to highlight that kind of stuff more, man. Right. Right. So you, you, you're, you're, so your family's had a really good relationship. Yeah, man. I mean, my uncle struggles with like mental health things yeah. and he sometimes has to be restrained and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've always been so, so nice and there's even there's a a, a barrier for, for with language mm-hmm. in spanish you know they yeah. he, that's all he speaks and um they've always brought in someone to talk to him and stuff and yeah. all these positive things but 
if you flip on the news all you see is all this the like officers are doing terrible things it's like yeah. I, I i don't think we, we should highlight that as much right you know, you know the thing the, the thing with it it's it's more than anything else like if if we listen to the news a lot and if we look at youtube a lot you would think that uh america is the most uh you know public hating xenophobic you know homophobic racist country in the world and it's not um, do we have our issues? Yeah. Is it important to talk about those issues? Yes. Is it important to point out the negative things that law enforcement officers have done in the past or in the present? It's it's important to point those things out because it's it's until we point them out, we can't address them. A close friend of mine said, you know, we talked about ownership, and it's important for us to own that as an as an entity or law enforcement profession. To own the fact that these officers are doing the wrong thing. However, however, just like what you're talking about, um, the fact that it's pointed out and highlighted so much is simply because of ratings. It's ratings. It's about this is the hype thing. This is what's going to get people's blood boiling, and let's push the narrative. You know, and sometimes it's you can just tell that sometimes it's reachy, you know. And so, with it, I think that. It is important that we highlight the more positive things because the norm for law enforcement officers is we coach basketball, we coach baseball, we take care of our families, we uh, we bring kids in our home and feed them, um, we give uh, people that are homeless money, um, we you know uh, you know we do things that uh, and I'll, I'll even say this and this is not because I want any kudos. But uh, I went to a gas station one time, and a man was sick. He said he had the flu, and um, he was having an issue in the restroom. And uh, he had uh, sold his clothes, and he was embarrassed. So um, I had gotten a gift card and uh, to Target, and so um, somebody just blessed me with it. And so I felt that it was this is the perfect time to bless someone else. And so right. I took that gift card. I went and bought him some some garments, and I took it back to the gas station. And I said, "Man, just hold your horses there. I'll be back." So went to Target, bought him some garments, and, and gave it to him. And uh, and you know, he tried to pay me. You know, you know, it's, this is one blessing to play, bless somebody else. And so, and this is not for me to get any kudos. It's, it's just something that I felt that was the right thing to do. Right. Um, there was not a citation. You can't put that on a stat sheet. And uh, and I don't. And I don't deserve it to be on a stat sheet or whatever. I don't deserve any cookies or candy for it. It's just the fact that I want people to know that I'm not the only officer that does stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not the first time I've done something similar to that. And, I'm, and I know that there's other officers that do stuff like that every single day. And it and should I should it be televised? Eh, no, I don't. It doesn't have to be televised. But what I want people to know, I just I get I, I think this is an opportunity to use this platform to know that. The norm for officers is kindness. The norm for officers is love. The norm for officers is to go out and do things for the community to, to assist. Uh, not everything we do is kicking in doors and, and cutting corners. And, and, and Law enforcement is not a, a, a live halo game. It is yeah. not. Uh, there are some times when we have to take those actions. We train for that. But every day we are out to change the community in a positive way. Sometimes it takes enforcement. Sometimes it takes uh, uh, a little something that's more ambiguous and uh, 
and it looks like, hey, just buying somebody some garments. But it happens, and it happens more often than people think. Yeah, I love seeing those uh, those videos. Those are the ones that I really enjoy where it's like, officer playing basketball balling up some kid you yeah, know yeah <laughs> yeah um or like just doing stuff like that or having a dance off I think, oh yeah yeah you know i'm like dude you know these are people that live in your town you know and they want to be part of the community they don't want to be seen as an as the enemy you know they want right. to be seen as as like a member of, of the community that is trying to help right right so right yeah and 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 we and we we will continue to do that um i don't you know i don't want it to feel forced i don't want to think Officers have to, should feel forced, but it should be genuine. You know, see a group of kids out, and I encourage other officers, you know, get out, and if you see that, stop and say hi. High it doesn't even have to be a ball game, you know, because I know I'm getting old. My knees are bad, but I can high-five a kid pretty good, you know, you, go. you know, or do a game of horse. Yep. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. To wrap up, uh, I was just going to ask just if you want to share a fun fact about yourself that maybe not a lot of people know. Oh, wow. Man, you know, I'm – I'm I'm pretty boring. I I think though uh, uh, some people may know me. I I I I play bass guitar. I'm a kind of mediocre at it, but I play. I do that. And uh, are you in a band? I, I play at church. Oh, that's awesome, church, man. You know? So that's that's my thing. You know, uh, 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 I just my fact. I have to play. Uh, if you if you, no one has anything going on Mother's Day, come to King of Kings Church in Omaha off 119th and I Street. I'll be playing that Sunday. So. Um, so we do that. That's something that I do. Um, um, but other than that, man, I just, uh, right now I'm just a dad trying to raise his kids and love his wife and, and, uh, do the right thing at work. And, uh, so I just, and keep, you know, keep pushing, you know, and, you know, and I guess the other, I own that stuff is a fun fact, but I know a lot about what these kids are going through and what we're trying to do with some of the people, um, that's in the, at this conference. I, I was a kid, the the system involved kid because uh, we had Department of Health and Human Services come to our house. You know, we were financially indigent. And so, and uh, I guess this part here, I will say uh, for young people, you can, it's going to be okay. You know, you just got to keep, you just got to use the people that are going to help you. And, um, you know, if I, at the age of 13 years old, can turn the lights back on in my house so that my family can have heat and, and lighting, and then here at the age of 46, um, have a good career um, and be a father and have a two-story house. I think that um, I know that you all can, too, because I see a lot of bright young people. So. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I, I said it was going to be short, and then we went on and on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much, Trooper Keith Bell. Thank right. you for your time, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it.